This is a new podcast from Joshua Amo and Nate Calton, where we'll be discussing and analyzing our observations on pressing issues facing our world today. Hi guys, welcome to our Cycle of Race project on the White Savior Complex. This is by Josh Amo and Nate Kelton. So just kind of like to kick things off, um, we're gonna talk a little bit about, um, you know, what is the White Savior Complex? We wanna define it right now. Um, what the White Savior Complex really is, is it, uh, it refers to a white person or white people um, that provides uh, help to non-white people in more of a uh, self-serving manner. This is really like, it tends to be unhelpful sort of things, uh, unhelpful aid. And in return, um, these people or uh, this person expects some sort of like uh, reward or people expressing gratitude and lots of praise for what they did. Um, the journalist for the Atlantic, uh, Teju Cole, he said that the, the, white savior the white savior industrial complex is not about justice. It is about having a big emotional experience that validates privilege. Um, so yeah, it, too often like volunteer work is um, is really just to kind of like satisfy this need to to feel good and like um, the motivations as to why people are um, why people are doing some volunteer work or why they are um, choosing to give this aid, which again tends to be unhelpful. Um, that's really like their main drive, like their main driving um, motivation is that just kind of uh, this want to feel good and receive gratitude. Yeah. And then most of the time, like we see the white savior complex scattered throughout um, United States history and um, Western civilization. Um, it's really apparent in a lot of things such as like foreign policy, it comes in a lot in our history classes and just even modern day society and and like a lot of news channels you see um it's often like the united states or other um western civilizations predominantly white countries um aiding and like helping um less fortunate countries sometimes tending to be um more um black and brown countries to put it yeah so going on, where do we see it today in modern day society? We see it in, um, first example is mission, mission trips. And this is something that we see even in our own school sometimes. Um, mission trips are a, they're a great way for students to get involved, to help out in other countries. But oftentimes there's like conflicting messagings messages to why um, people go on um, mission trips. Some examples that personally I have heard is just to use it to um, help and aid them in a maybe a future um, process such as like an interview or is in the college process. That's something where mission trips are notably seen to use to benefit. And I think that's also why messaging gets confused and why if people are doing it for the right reasons or just to make themselves look good and it's also we also see it a lot sometimes when he, people or students post pictures of them helping out um in foreign countries um it's 
perfectly sometimes it's, it's okay to do do so but the messaging gets confused whether or not like people are doing it for the rightful reasons or just to show that they have done something impactful and that they should earn praise for it um and that also ties in a lot to like volunteering um we see it like um like volunteering at like food banks and helping out like the less fortunate um some people try to use it to make themselves look better instead of doing it to help out the less fortunate and in schools um it's seen in like U.S. history courses, AP U.S. government courses, where the cont the content is predominantly looks at it from a white like savior um, viewpoint, where it's oftentimes white people helping out and aiding um, less fortunate countries who are predominantly people of color, and it's oftentimes where there's a white um, kind of viewpoint to history where history a lot of times is whitewashed and it's only coming from one perspective and we see that a lot in our education system where it's normally the history is written by white people and it's only coming from one perspective so that shows like white um dominance and white superiority um and then we also, we saw a lot in protests, the protests this summer, the Black Lives Matter protests, where it was oftentimes the messaging was getting misconstrued into kind of, um, we saw it with the Black Tiles posting on Instagram where that wasn't um, just followed up by any real action, um, such as demonstrations, um, volunteering donating to respectable causes and i know nate would like to speak more on this yes yes um i i really just i wanted to jump in so badly here um i i've always seen the white savior complex and performative activism those go hand in hand the idea of performative activism is um someone who is uh being an activist or doing uh doing some forms of activism i put it in quotes because it really isn't that you know activistic um if, if that's a word i don't know if it is but um you know that idea of performative activism like josh was just saying like uh posting the black tile um on blackout tuesday but then not really doing anything else um it's just kind of like why'd you really post it did you post it because everyone else was posting it like did you want to like just look good as a trend or did you actually believe in it but it still becomes white savior complex and performative activism if you just posted the black square you're like oh i want to help out but then you didn't do anything else that i mean that is more performative activism than it is white savior complex but those two um are very close to one another and you know they they go together hand in hand um yeah that was that was just one thing that i wanted to to note mm -hmm. And that, yeah, most definitely. And then another um, place where we see it a lot is in movies. Um, most notably is movies that gained a lot of traction after the um, brutal killing of George Floyd. Um, movies that were like trending on Netflix uh, and Hulu and other streaming platforms, such as The Help, um, which is a movie that um, depicts um, um, black people in like a servant role 
and white people more as um, white people in the do dominant category and there's a real racial uh, character um, shift in that movie and that movie is notably considered to be very whitewashed because it shows um, it shows like white people not being as um, like kind of ra like racist in the north um, and in the south but we know that racism was evident across the whole entire United States and that movie and in 12 Years a Slave, which is another um, highly respectable movie depicting um, one African-American um, man and his uh, years as a, as a slave. Yeah, so that's just some places where we see it in modern day society. So, um the question then arises, um, you know, how can we make real change? How can we, how can people volunteer or go on something like a mission trip um, without it being the white savior complex? Um, first and foremost, you need to assess and recognize your privilege and you need to ask yourself, why am I doing this? You know, why do I really want to go on this trip? If you really want to go on to go on like a mission trip and volunteer because you really want to help out, and you really want to do some good, then that is, like, that's good motivation. Um, but if part of you is really thinking like, oh, this is going to look great on my college application. Oh, this is going to, um, this is going to look uh, great for when I post it. People are going to love this. Um, that's not really the motivation that you want at all. You really need to really recognize the fact that that is a, you are coming from a very privileged standpoint already. And then if your entire motivation for helping out and volunteering is you want it to look good and improve your situation, then that's going to put you in an even more privileged position. Um, you, you also need to work uh, with people. You can't work for them. Um, one thing is um, very important when you're going to, to volunteer somewhere is, um, is your volunteer work, which is gonna be um, something that is unpaid um, is that going to take away job opportunities from people who could be getting paid for the work that you're doing? Um, and that idea of also just like working that connects to um, this this point here, utilizing the skills that you have. Um, I watched a TED talk while uh, preparing and researching for this presentation. Um, and one of the TED talk speakers was saying how um, there was a group of high school students that were were going on a mission trip to, um, I think it was, they were going to help uh, build a school or build some homes. And main point, they were build they were constructing a building, but these high school students had no experience whatsoever in construction, and so during the day they would do their work. They would put up, you know, they would do some construction work on the building. Um, and then they'd go to bed at night feeling very happy and pleased with themselves, but they did it all wrong. So then the people who lived in the village had to then go deconstruct what the high schoolers had built in the night and then rebuild it the correct way during the night as well. And so the high schoolers would then wake up to everything looking kind of the same and they wouldn't really notice the difference. Um, but in reality, what has then happened is the people who are, um, who are living in that area had done twice the work um, 
and then so they had to do they had to correct everything that these high schoolers had done wrong and the high schoolers still left with that feeling of oh they did something great when in reality they weren't using the skills that they have you know if you are this applies to adults too if you are um, an educator say you uh, speak uh, multiple languages and you go you're a, a speaker of the native language of the place that you are um, and you also speak English and you're teaching an English class um, or you should be at that point teaching an English class because those are the skills that you have you should not be um, doing something you shouldn't be like building a home for someone because you don't have experience building a home but you do have the skills to teach people another language you, you'll need to utilize those skills um, and we also need to you know assess where u.s policy has really brought us um, we know that u.s policy can be very very difficult on other countries um, and the united states has un, in many cases prioritized the natural resources from another country um, over um, the, the livelihood and the well-being of the citizens of that country when there is um, if there is ever some sort of like um, humanitarian or civil rights issue, the United States has um, had a tendency to not really say any say that much. Just say, "Oh, we we respect these people's right to um, peacefully protest," but they don't speak out against um, this other country that is brutally suppressing protesters um, because they, uh, for example, would want the uh, the oil that was supplied by their country. Um, and so we just need to understand how U.S. policy can contribute to the white savior complex. Um, and that ties into, you know, voting for um, people who are going to make sure that um, U.S. policy is not damaging to other countries as well. Um, and we also need to understand that some countries that are in difficult political positions are in those political positions because um, as history has taught us and we don't really recognize much here in the United States is the United States has been responsible for coups that have occurred in other countries um, for the resource gain of the United States. And so they have um, interrupted a another country's kind of uh, democratic process or whatever to kind of instill their own leader um, that will serve the U that will have the United States benefit from their rule, essentially. Um, and that ties into this final point here, which is educate yourself. I mean, that is the one of the most important things that you do. Educate, 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 educate yourself. You have to keep learning, search for the truth, find like go through multiple sources. Um, TikTok is not TikTok is not a reliable source. As tough, as tough as it may be, you might Instagram want to. Instagram is not a reliable source. Twitter is not a reliable source. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so you need to find good sources that are trustworthy. You need to investigate them for yourselves. Um, and you really, yeah, you need to educate yourself because that's really how we can grow past this. The white savior complex is something that is learned. But the most impressive thing about the human mind is we can unlearn things and relearn them as well. So we can unlearn the white savior complex and then go into a period and time of where mission trips and volunteering is motivated by that real want to help people. And it becomes a case that is not the white savior complex when it really is just people helping people. Mm -hmm.
And even just adding on to your point, Nate, about like the last topic about educating yourself. And I think it's, I think that is a really important aspect, especially since from a very young age, um, I feel like a lot of Americans have been told that this is the best country in the world, um, the freest democracy. Um, however, we have seen that this country has real deep rooted um, problems that need to be resolved. And I think spreading that um, false notion that the United States is the best country in the world is um, it's propaganda in a way because it's spreading false information. And I think a lot of the times this is being, this is happening and it's being enabled into young minds is because the, um, uh, we don't know anything else. We don't know anything else about other countries and how they function. And that is what causes a, a lot of the time um, the United States government to get involved in um, other countries, in their elections, in their way of life because we think the American way and the American democracy is the only way um, for the world to be truly just and equitable. However, I think moving forward, what we really need to like educate our youth and educate um, all American citizens is that um, different countries have different ways of life and different ways of living. And I think it's very important for, yes, the United States to call, uh, call out um, acts of atrocity um, and to help, but to know the bounds, to know the limits of interfering in other countries. Because if someone did, did it to the United States, we would we would find that horrible and not right in what in what's whatsoever. So I think that's another um, important thing. And then also, Nate, as what you were saying, is making sure we are putting people in office that are working actively kind of to deconstruct um, this white savior complex and to make sure that they are truly representing the ideals and the values of um, their constituents. Because I think that's one of the best ways for us to actively see change happen within our school system and within our foreign policy and within just society in general is putting people in positions of power that will deconstruct these racist and bigotry um, structures that have continued to actively oppress um, large groups of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And um, one thing I'm, I'm just now remembering um, that I'd also like to bring up here, um, thinking about this from a, uh, a national perspective, um, anyone here listening um, who considers themselves to be like a, uh, a white liberal, um, I, I'm kind of I'm pushing this point out to um, you specifically, because um, while the motivations of um, people, uh, of white liberal people, um, tend to be um, good motivations, and they are trying to do um, good work, it goes back to the work with people and not for them point um, that white liberals have a, a tendency, whether that, that mostly is unintentional, to sometimes steal the platform away from um, oppressed people's voices. Um, again, it is, it tends to be unintentional, but it still happens. And that, so we need to 
um, white liberals do need to recognize the fact that that can happen at times and to truly be allies and not to be saviors. Um, because that, I mean, again, I'm stressing constantly that it can be, that it really is an unintentional thing. It tends to be unintentional, but um, even if it is unintentional, it makes it, it doesn't make it any less damaging. Um, it really comes down to like, um, if you look at, um, I mean, I'm kind of rambling here, but um, I'm, right, I'm gonna reset. <laughs> um, so it comes down to um, white liberals who consider their, some, themselves to be allies um, need to do a very good job listening and then helping amplify um, by POC voices, especially in this time in the country. Um, what could happen is um, a lot of white liberal voices can kind of drown out um, those uh, voices of um, black, indigenous, and people of color, um, which would then kind of um, distort um, the movement. Um, Dr. King said that um, one of the most dangerous people um, to people of color um, is the white moderate because the white moderate can, um, you know, say all these things in support of uh, people of color, but then can directly vote against them um, and it won't really affect them. And so it's, it, again, it comes down to working with people, not for them. It comes down to recognizing privileges um, and again, educating yourself. That's really the points that we want you guys to come away with from this um, are these just kind of six points. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's a, a very, um, it, that was a very widely spread thought that could have gone in a thousand different directions. But yeah, that's a, to try and bring it back to something concrete um, is these six points uh, is really what we, we want you guys to take away from this and really make sure that we are um, recognizing privilege um, and yeah, educate yourself. Mm -hmm. Yep, and then most partly we're recognizing, everyone is recognizing these, um, these steps and working to deconstruct this, um, this toxic me um, mentality that has persisted for generations. And we want to say uh, thank you guys so much for listening to um, our project. We really appreciate it. And just thanks again.